The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? We got the boys from Notebook Wagering here. We're going to do a little uh, college football talk tonight. We'll cover some Thursday games, Friday games, and then we'll jump into a big, busy slate of Saturday games. Sorry I've been out of touch. I know you guys have been killing it on the podcast here, giving us winners, NFL and college. I was off the grid a little bit this past weekend. J-Cam, give me a little pre uh, precursor here. What do we got tonight? Tonight, uh, we're just going to go down college football schedule, and uh, not a great weekend for college football games. There's some good matchups, but, you know, there's always value out there if you can find it. I mean, you've got everything heating up. NHL is heating up. I've been getting into that a little bit, and then college basketball started here. Kind of sweating out Youngstown State against my Nittany Lions, um, who I think are going to be pretty bad this year, but um, lots and lots to bet on, so lots of stuff to cover. Smitty, before we let you get on any kind of rant here, is this time of year better than March, or is March better? March. Well, we're gonna go with March. A lot I, of people I think love March. I love. A lot March. of people think right now, though, because we got we have college football, college basketball, hockey, NBA, yeah. NFL. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. I'm a March guy myself. I love it, especially. Well, I like. Sports. I just like springtime. Springtime yeah. flowers coming up. I'm gonna sign off. No, I'm just joking. No, yeah. I just love. I love March, Matt. I mean, I love football. Don't get me wrong. I love the NFL. I love college football. And then you get basketball right now. We're we're going after it hard. I gave out a couple plays, two and one last night. Gave out four plays today. I lost a first half under by a half a point, which was a killer. But what can you do? We're moving on now. We got already Buffalo in a teaser. Now we need Youngstown State, and that's going to be a big winner. So we're going to do well here tonight still. So, But March, March Madness is the greatest thing in sports. So that's my opinion. All right, before we jump into this, let's go do a couple shout-outs. Again, we are the guys of at Notebook Wagering on Twitter. We got at Notebook Wagering Jcam at Smitty Bucks. I am at If You Follow Matt, and uh, we're missing our host tonight at Q Mills. So give us a give us a shout. Hit us with some questions, feedback, anything, and let's go. Let's jump in. Here we go. Thursday night, uh, first game on our slate. Pretty big game. It should be a exciting game on paper. Let's hopefully hopefully it holds up. Weather here in Pittsburgh should be great. We got five and four North Carolina riding a big wave of energy here. Uh, coming to Pittsburgh to play number 21 Pitt, seven and two. Vegas over under 73 and Pitt laying six and a half. I will be tuning into this. I'll be flipping back and forth between the NFL game. I think this should be a, a great game, especially after watching North Carolina last weekend. I don't think I have a play on it, though. I'm, I'm a, a Pitt frowny, I'm going to say. I like the over, but I think that might be a tad bit high. And I don't want to sit here and play the under and then root for it. So I'll let you guys jump in and hammer this. So I think right now, I'm the same way. I'm a little indecisive on this game. I think I'm going to lay the seven with Pitt. Um, North Carolina has traditionally got a Mac Brown here in the, the second era. I've been pretty terrible on the road. Um, the biggest thing I think the concern you have is when Pitt has played explosive offenses, teams that can have big plays, they've actually had problems. Um, Miami burned them with a the big play. Western Michigan also did. UNC has that capability, both on the run and through the air. Um, so Sam Howell's playing really well right now. So that's probably the biggest concern is whether the pit defense can get home. Um, otherwise, you know, UNC defense is not comparable, probably the worst unit in this game. So I think I'm going to lay the seven here. Um, obviously, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, but, yeah, the over is kind of dangerous as high as it is. Yeah, I gave out UNC last week, best bet. That was my best bet of the weekend uh, at Wake Forest, and they won the game. I'm shocked because that game didn't look pretty, but they came back great. Sam Howe's playing great, like J-Cam just said. Hey, I have the biggest thing I we got rolling is the team win total a pit tomorrow night. If I can hit that, they get that, that's a winner. That would be great. That would be exciting. 
I think just a teaser play, you know, I, I, I do the guys kind of talk more straight. I kind of go in teaser perspective a little bit. I think this smart play either way. I think Pitt wins the game. Could you get them down to one? I think that's a great play, but man, taking North Carolina up double digits here. Could they win the game outright? They could. I mean, I, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't, wouldn't be the craziest thing that would happen. I don't think over the weekend, if UNC goes in because Pitt does kind of drop these kind of games that you think they're going to play well and they don't. Um, I think it could be a high score because UNC's defense stinks. Pitt's defense at times is really bad. This could be a fun, fun, fun game to watch. This is like Mac action. Got Mac action tonight. You might have a Mac action game tomorrow too. So tune in. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just sit back and just hope Pitt wins and cash that ticket on the team win total over. Love it. All right, let's go to Friday night, 6 p.m. game, a little early, so make sure you pay attention to that line. Only reason we're talking about it is because it's a hot-button topic. Number five in the country, Cincinnati, 9-0, and goes down to South Florida to play the Bulls, 2-7. and Vegas over under 57. South Florida is getting 23-and-a-half. Again, I, I can't touch this. Uh, Cincinnati's been ho-hum the past two weeks. South Florida is a bad squad. On paper, you have to think Cincinnati covers this, but they've been 0-2 the last two weeks covering big numbers. So a stay away for me, if I had to make a play, if somebody put a gun to my head, I'm actually going to play Cincinnati laying the 23-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the other side of this. I think South Florida has actually been playing better in the last few weeks. Um, Just trying to look at what they did in their last matchups. They covered against Houston in a close one. didn't cover against ECU on a really weird game on a Thursday night and then uh, beat Temple, Tulsa. They've got a running game going now. Now that it's going to get timing, it's a really good Cincy defense. But I just think that since he's tempting fate here, they've really put some bad performances together here. And I'm not sure whether it's actually a bad performance or just them being them. Um, going down to South Florida on a, a non-normal night in the heat this is the time of year where you start to see the northern teams have a little problem with Florida weather because it's such a difference. Um you know, I'll take the Bulls with the 23, hope the run game can keep it close. I just don't think since his offense can pull away, even if it's a really bad USF defense. Probably going to stay off this. I've been doing the last couple of weeks. I've been I've been taking Cincinnati in teasers, and I think I won the first time I did this a couple of weeks ago in the last couple. They have not played well. I mean, just – I mean, that game last week, I mean, they lucked out. The guy dies head first in. That's a touchdown, and they're going for two to tie the game. I'm not high on Cincinnati. I think they're playing really bad. I don't think they should be right. These people that are still complaining about they're not in the top top four. Have you watched them? Have you tracked their scores against teams of nobody? And then you're, you're complaining that Michigan's high. Come on now. Give me a break. I'm not touching this game. I hope South Florida beats them straight up. I'm done with Cincinnati. Woo. We got, we got somebody salty. All right, let's jump to this Saturday slate. I'm just going to touch on one quick game before we get into the big games. There's a game I like. Uh, East Carolina playing Memphis. Over-under is was 60. I made a bet on this. I wanted to bet the over on this, but it's dropping. It's down to 59, so I'm not real happy. Maybe I'll be the contrarian here. You guys don't have to talk on it, but I just want to drop my bet. I took the over, ECU Memphis over 60. All right, let's oh. get to the big Oh, Go no, ahead. I got I got something here. All I said, we got it. We got a little insider. And we said, what did we give last week? Mississippi State. They covered. We gave out Denver on the NFL show. They won the game outright against Dallas. Our little inside, we got we got people connected all over the place. Our insider loves Memphis this week. Memphis. Nice. Take Memphis. I'm glad I hit that then. All right, let's get to the big boys here. Uh, for you, myself, and Kaminsky, this one hits hits home the hardest. Number six, Michigan, eight and one, travels to Happy Valley to play Penn State, six and three. Vegas over under 48 and a half. And on CBS here, they have Penn State getting a point and a half. I looked earlier tonight when I was at the gym, and this was a pick em. And I believe Michigan was minus 104. Penn State was minus 109. Um. If I if I'm I'm probably gonna bet this when we get closer. I'm probably gonna take Michigan at a pick'em if I can find it somewhere. I'm not gonna lay more than probably two. 
but I'll still bet that. I think Michigan wins outright. I think it's dirty. I think it's ugly. I think the under will probably be in play. I think they're going to drag it out. I don't know if Forum's going to play. The Penn State D is good enough to keep it close. Kaminsky, we've talked all week already. If the, the Penn State wide receivers don't get over the top on these Michigan DBs, this should stay under the total. All right, boys, give it to me. Yeah, no, I think that's the biggest thing in this game. It's funny, when you hear people who don't like Michigan, they bring up things that really aren't around the game. They don't like Harbaugh. They don't like this. They don't like that. It's a good Michigan football team. They've had some pretty nice wins. They destroyed Washington. Granted, Washington's not that good, but they're supposed to be. Um, they destroyed Wisconsin, who everybody loves now. Wisconsin's like, what, 16th in the polls now somehow? I don't know how, but they are. Um, you know, they went up to Michigan State, and it's a tough place to play no matter what. Penn State's had their problems there. Um, and basically got out explosive played in a game they could have easily won and got some, uh, you know, Michigan State got some home cooking from the officials as well. Um, that's the biggest problem. Penn State, even when they had good defensive performances, they give up a ton of rushing yards. Michigan will be more than happy to hand the ball off and just run it down their throats all game. That's like Harbaugh's dream. Um, defensively, they're not as good as probably you would think with a Michigan team, but you don't really have to beat against Penn State. The, the key there is just like we said, take away the big plays. Make them turn out first downs. It's just not an offense that's kind of capable of doing that. They don't have a really good running game. Um, they'll struggle against the front seven against Michigan. So I think, you know, this game's down to a pick. Most of the tickets are on Michigan. I really see Michigan winning it, like you said, a close one here. If it wasn't college football, I definitely would take the under. But, you know, unders in college football are always a dangerous play. But, um, yeah, take the Wolverines. You know, many uh, lines, I'd love for them to ruin Michigan season. I just don't think they have it uh, in this game. Well, being a diehard Michigan fan, very, very tough. They're not very good going here. And this is a lot of trash talk because a lot of people love when Penn State beats Michigan. They rub it in my face. 48 is the total. Maybe about 43 degrees, a little bit of rain, maybe a little bit of wind. Nothing crazy, but ugly. That sounds like an ugly day in central Pennsylvania. That's big time football. That Hey, I love it. 44, 49, 49, 55 over the last couple of years in totals here, right on it. Could you do a teaser, tease it up, take the under? I love that. I think this game is like the boys said, I think it's ugly. A lot of pound the ball. Corm's a big, is he going to play? There's a couple guys on Michigan. It sounds like they're going to play. You got to have that one, two, man. I love Haskins. Haskins a beast, but that one, two punch behind now same thing with michigan does gaddis open it up their offense sometime is just so dumb but here's the thing about everything they were dominating michigan state they were i mean that's truth they had a fumble recovery for a touchdown that got called back now the big 10 officials are apologizing say it didn't happen did they blow that game yes they did jimmy does blow games he sometimes does not win the big games I love Michigan in this. I think Michigan is the better team. Again, everybody, hey, Penn State got it right last week. No, they didn't. Did you watch that game? They did not get that right. They looked brutal. Their offense didn't look good. Maryland's garbage. They could barely score. The only reason they they covered that game was a late pick six because Tua's brother loves throwing picks. I like Michigan in this. I love the teaser under also. Yeah, I mean, one of these things that we look at with these games, we don't look at the score, look at the, the scoreboard, look at the, the the box score, right? And Penn State's lost the box score the last four games. And, you know, it's it's pretty evident that it's not clicking um, right now. And I think it's going to come to fruition here. I mean, like I said, Michigan is basically done what they've been supposed to do so far this season, except for Michigan State. So I, I think that's why you have to take them. Love it. Great stuff. All right, let's uh, let's jump just real quick, a little fun. I know Smitty has a little nugget here. Alabama plays New Mexico State on Saturday at noon. The spread is minus 51 and a half. Bama laying it over under 67. Smitty, give us this nugget. Yeah, I just saw, I think this was on some site today. It, Bama is one in six ATS when it's 50 plus points. And we said, you know, Nick likes to, you know, they play other people. You take the, you know, foot off the gas a little bit. But, Matt, what did you say when I brought this up off air? Who are they playing again? What's their record? New Mexico State, one and eight. But six and three against the number this year. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> We're on to something here. I like five and oh, on the road. Oh. 
I'd agree with you guys. I think this will probably end up around a 45 point win, but it'll make you sweat. I mean, this could be 60 to three or it could be a 50 to 10 game. Here we go. Teaser. All right, let's go to a little, let's go to a little bit of a bigger game here. Uh, noon slate Saturday, Mississippi State five and four, playing very well right now. Goes to Auburn six and three, number seventeen in the country. Over under fifty. Auburn's laying five and a half. I think this should be an excellent football game. Uh, Auburn's really playing good. I hope they get through this game unscathed. So next week and the following week, they're all juiced up. I'm not going to touch this. I think if I did, though, with Auburn at home, Bo Nix plays a thousand times better at home. He's He can actually put up some points at home. I guess it's just a comfort thing. I would look to over 50 in this game. So you like the over here? Yes. Okay, because so, I would – to me, I think that the defenses are probably the two better units here. I mean, Mississippi State can put up yards, but they're not really good inside the 20s. Um, Auburn might be just run out of gas. We talked a little bit with Ole Miss. We picked against them against Auburn basically because the schedule had been too hard. Like, there's just too many weeks in a row playing tough opponents. Auburn's kind of in that same boat. I mean, they got a bye week in there, but it seems like every week during one of these games against a ranked team. I mean, last week it was AM, and um, and then two weeks ago it was Ole Miss. I mean, there's just – the SEC's a meat grinder. It's just amazing. Um, I think that's the biggest thing here. I like Auburn at home. I'll, I'll lay the six because I just like at Mississippi State, I don't think offense can generate enough offense here. I think they'll put up a ton of yards, but won't do anything inside the 20s, and uh, the Tigers will win. Yeah, both teams are coming off kind of a stinker last week. Uh, Auburn, you know, again, but tech, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get to Texas AM. Their defense has been playing lights out right now. Bo Nix again, question mark. We've said it so many times this year on the show. What Bo Nix are you gonna get? I think Matt made a good point. I think he does play a lot better at home. Mississippi State, I mean, right now, who's gonna kick? How many kicks did they miss last week? I think three to four. Yeah. And one was right there to tie the game and send it to OT. Uh, this this a great this a great teaser spot. I think I think you get you take Auburn down to about a pick them at home. I think they win this game. I think it's a great play. I like Auburn in a teaser at home. All right, next next big game on the slate Saturday noon on Fox. Uh, Oklahoma number eight in the country nine and zero. I'm gonna cough cough here and uh, put a little stamp on these guys. I think they're getting disrespected for the uh, final four here. But I'll move on. They go to Baylor down to Waco, play the Bears seven and two, number 13 in the country, over under 62. And Baylor is catching five and a half at home. This is a solid no play for me. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I kind of liken it to what Jay Cam just said about Auburn. I think Baylor might be running out of gas a little bit. Oklahoma, on the other hand, needs to really get on the gas, but they're just not clicking yet. Uh, I love the freshman quarterback. If I had to make a play on this, I would probably bet the over, but I don't even think that's really intelligent right now. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to stay away. Maybe I'll look a little in-game on this one. I'm trying to think what Baylor says. I'm going to take the Bears here. They're they're the uh, home dog going against the public here. I, I don't buy Oklahoma. I think they're going to drop a game or two here along the way. I don't trust their defense on the road. Baylor kind of got embarrassed last week in a rivalry game against TCU where – you know, they're playing against more than TCU. There's a lot of intangibles there and uh, for the Horn Frogs, and they they delivered. That was the first time all year their defense kind of let them down. I think they'll bounce back here um, against Oklahoma. Oklahoma, like on the road, is just a different animal, and uh, I don't think they're quite as good. So, you know, give me the five and a half. I'll probably take a sprinkle a little on the money line. Give me the Bears. Yeah, you know, this Oklahoma team, I have a ticket on them to win the national championship. So I, I hope they get in. I released my top 10. It was, again, I, I was going off mine. I knew Oregon was going to be in the top four, but I was doing mine, what I saw in that. I think Oklahoma should be up higher because, you know, here's the thing. Everyone's complaining about Cincinnati. I'm going to go on Cincy rant one more time. And everybody says, hey, they're undefeated. They're undefeated. Well, so is Oklahoma. Who's playing better teams? Cincy's playing who? They can barely beat Tulane. They barely beat Navy. What's their win totals? And that's everybody on TV's crying about Cincinnati not in the top. Why is the Oklahoma not getting considered? They're they're undefeated. So let's see what they do this week. Oklahoma, three and one, last four. ATS, they're covering. The only game they didn't was against Kansas, which that was that was a tough game there. Uh Baylor, I agree. Baylor got embarrassed. Baylor's been perfect. Um 
you know, at ATS coming in at home. I like this a little bit, eight and three in ATS in the series. Baylor's rolling here. I think I like teams that come off a really crappy performance to rebound. I hope Oklahoma wins. I hope they get in the final four. I'd love to see if my ticket can cash, but in a teaser spot, I'm sorry. I'm taking Baylor up and taking Baylor in this game. Love it. I, I'm a, embarrassed. I, I, you guys may talk me into this by Saturday. So, and uh, just this game coming up that I'm going to drop real quick is absolutely meaningless and it should be a debacle and never allowed. But just for cue, we're going to talk about Samford four and five going to the, I'm going to repeat this, the four and five Florida Gators. Dan Mullen's seat is super hot. I don't, there isn't even a spread on this. Is there any chance Florida doesn't steamroll these guys here, especially with the quarterback out because he's hurt from dancing? Didn't know we we're going to go here. So let's take a look at what Sanford is in the FCS. Uh, not good. <laughs> they are also four and five in the yeah. FCS. So yeah, there's no chance here. Uh, this is maybe it's a get right week for Florida. I mean, they could use a lot of getting right. Uh, obviously, they had a ton of guys sick for the South Carolina game, which nobody knew about when they were laying the 20. Um, and congratulations to the Gamecocks and obviously uh, favorite guest, Steve Tannehill, because they're playing really good this year. Like they, they, for a team that had no quarterback 48 hours before kickoff, uh, they're got a chance to be bowl eligible and a chance to beat Clemson, which who'd have thought that uh, back in August. But uh, yeah, no, Florida's got a lot of issues. I don't think they'll rear their head this week, but uh, maybe a chance for them to get right, find some consistency on offense and get the defense a little tuned up for the uh, end of the year here. Yeah, congratulations again, South Carolina. I mean, on the show, if you go back to listen to that, I think I had them at like two wins or three wins. I, I thought it was going to be a tough year. Great coach. And, man, they have some recruits coming in. I think they're going to be okay. And they have a lot of people. He's he's bringing a lot of buzz to that to that program. So good luck there. Yeah, I mean, this game, give, give me a break. I mean, this can be – yeah, hopefully no one dances the night before. I mean, what a train wreck right now there. You're firing coaches. You got guys sick, and now you got guys dancing, and now they hurt their knees. It's it's not good. It's not good right now in Florida. So yeah, they'll 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 do well this week. They'll do well this week. That's all I have to say about Florida's program. He must have been working on his TikTok game. All right, moving on. I don't have any more on the twelve o'clock slate. I'm going to jump to Saturday at two. They'll pack pack twelve. Number twenty four, Utah six and three. Goes down to the desert to play Arizona one and eight over under 54 and Arizona's catching 24. Now, uh, the one guy on VSIN, I don't know if it was tonight or yesterday, was really high on Arizona or Utah. I, I believe in their last three games, they might be averaging 41 points with the new QB. I like this uh, Utah squad a lot. I had some tickets on them to win the Pac 12 still shaping up where they can get in and then hopefully sneak out a win in the Pac-12 title game. Probably not going to play. I think 24 is just a tad too high. I think uh, they're going to end up eventually winning by about 20. But I can't put money on Arizona. I can't back a 1-8 and eight squad even at home. No play for me. Just found it to be an interesting game. Congratulations, Arizona. They finally won in, like, how long? You know, it only took half the team beat out with COVID to get it done. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's that. That's a, you know, that's too much delay, but yeah, there's no chance Utah loses down in the desert. And Utah, some tough situations. There were some, you know, guys passing away like a year ago and now another guy and the quarterback leaves and man, most teams, don't you think that would just be a train wreck? Like the team would just like fall away. And now you, I mean, Utah six and three. I mean, that's a lot of points. I mean, it's no play for me. I mean, Arizona, I don't know, Jace, you're the one that says wacky things. What time's that? Get? Oh, it's two o'clock. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's, so it's not after like, dark. Yeah, we'll not after after dark. Nah, okay. Nothing gets crazy out there. I have no, no play. I mean, I, I like, I think Maddie, I think if I'm correct, Maddie, you were high on you. Well, I think we both were, but I, I think you were extremely high on Utah. And I think I was too uh, before the season, but I mean, what it, you got to give, I give them a lot of credit for keeping it together with some tough situations and they're, they're playing very well. So I think, and, you know, I think they get, I think Oregon, if I'm correct, Oregon rolls in there next week. Yes. That next week. Yes, it is. And then I think they have a chance maybe to match them again in uh, the championship 
maybe in that to play them twice. So good luck there. Cause I'll tell you what sneaky game there. I think Utah beats Oregon just jumping ahead. We'll talk a little bit more next week about that one. All right. Mid afternoon slates a little thin. I don't have too much unless you guys have a game on the slate you'd like to talk about, but I'm going to jump down to a big rivalry. Uh, the U Miami, Florida, five and four goes to their old nemesis FSU, the Seminoles three and six over under 61 and the Seminoles are catching two and a half. I actually think I, I hate to say it because we rip Miami's coach nonstop on our show. He's done a pretty good job for all they've gone through this year. Now I still don't like their scheme or anything. They really do, but he's kind of righted the ship, which is probably going to save his job this year. However, stating that I think this is the year Florida state gets a little revenge and knocks them off. I don't have any input on this. This is a gut play for me. I'm going to take probably a little pizza money and sprinkle on the money line and take the Seminoles this year. You know what? I, uh, I probably would have picked that two weeks ago. First of all, Matt, you did miss. Uh, I did apologize to Manny Diaz after they clearly Miami's gotten the ship turned around and they finally found the quarterback to fit the scheme. Uh, and they played some really fun football here in the last month. I think they're just in better shape than Florida State is. I thought Florida State was going to put up more of a fight last weekend against NC State, and they did not. They they know should that game hard. Now maybe they're preparing for this week and trying to you know beat the rival to get people they have the checkbooks back open. I don't know, but um, it sure doesn't look like it. I think Miami's just in a much better place than Florida State. I'm surprised the line's this small, to be honest. Uh, Florida State's defense is okay. Their offense is terrible. And I guess it really depends, too, on whether uh, which quarterback starts for Florida State. Um, that was a big surprise with Milton getting the call last week. I guess uh, Francis was out um, with the flu. which must have terrorized Florida because it got every program. Um, so I guess we'd check that. I think I'm with you if Francis is the starter, where I think uh, Seminoles are a live dog. If not, I think I'm taking the Canes. Yeah, I kind of I thought Florida State was going to do a little bit better job they, than they did last week. I mean, not not good on my ticket. I, hey, listen, I, I'll say it on air too because I, I was one of the biggest bashers of the Miami program, and I'm still not high on him. I, I think he's an okay coach. I don't think he's taking that program anywhere. But I agree. I think the best thing, and I'm not trying to say a kid having an injury is great. I'm not trying to say that at all, but they finally have a quarterback that can do some things. I think Kane just was an athletic quarterback. Wasn't the greatest thrower. They got a kid that, I mean, when I watched them beat Pitt, I, I was impressed. I think the kid can move a little bit. The kid can throw has a good accurate ball. I think they're onto something. I think they beat Florida state. All right. I just want to go on one quick rant real quick. So I bet a little NBA action tonight. This is completely off skew here i took the bucks getting four against the knicks going to the fourth the bucks are up 16 so i'm i'm looking good sitting at 20 lo and behold here comes the nba shenanigans the knicks have now cut it to two with three minutes to go i I mean come on milwaukee come on ref show i'm not even watching but that angers me all right, let's let's jump to some Big Ten football. Saturday slate, 3.30. Just because it's an important game in the standings, especially for Kaminsky's Purdue Boilermakers getting out of the West, Minnesota, 6-3 and three, versus the number 20 Iowa Hawkeyes, 7-2. and two. Over under, a paltry 37 points. Iowa is laying five and a half. So the Gophers are probably on their fourth string running back, I think, by now. I believe Tanner Morgan is questionable for the game. Is there any way that Minnesota can pull this game out if he does not quarterback? And I'll let you guys go because I don't have anything on this one. Um, Based on the results from the Illinois game, that would be a no. But, uh, you know, it's not like Iowa's going to run away from them. Like, this is ridiculous with these totals, like 37 I think it was 40 last week, and it was 36 and a half for a Wisconsin game. I mean, this is college football. Like this, this is like I, this is like middle school over unders. Not that I bet middle school. Um, <laughs> Minnesota's defense. This is going to be. I don't know. Basically, this comes down to flip a coin. Who's going to have the most turnovers and take that team? Because that's really what's going to come Minnesota's run defense is actually pretty good. Um, Iowa just doesn't have the skill talent to really separate themselves. 
And, uh, but Tanner Morgan is the difference, obviously. Um, uh, but maybe Minnesota having a week to prepare a quarterback, it'll help them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope I don't even find this game on my TV. It's going to be so boring. Unless I feel like taking a nap, that would be great. I like the teaser spot here. I like taking Iowa down. I, I think they'll win the game. I mean, Hey, the, the greatest hero last week was the Illinois punter when he punted that ball late in the game and he did the row the boat and then he broke the oar, like fake it over. It was like air guitar, man. That was great. There was a guy a couple weeks ago on Visa, and I can't remember who it was, that went on a rant. It was the best. And I think I retweeted it out, I think, on Notebook. But he said, how do you have a program that can't have a quarterback since like Chuck Long? Chuck Long was back in the 80s. I think I was like nine years old when Chuck Long – they can't have it. When's the last time they've had anybody that can move the offense? Why can't they get somebody that can like be an athletic quarterback that can throw the ball and do stuff? Brad Banks, 2002, the team that went to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there I do remember go. him. So you, look at you. There's there's our stack. There's our stack guy. There's the bear right there coming in there. That is true. I do remember him. But other than that, how don't you have a guy? They never, it's just, they're so slow. And they do nothing. How do you have that every year? You can't go and go, we're going to get some kid that can really run around or throw deep. Like it's just three, four yard. I mean, they, it's like watching the Steelers, man. It's like watching the Steelers. Well, I, mean, I, I like Iowa though. And a teaser. Drew Tate, Drew Tate was fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, it was like four touchdowns, four interceptions every game. It was good stuff. Chuck Long Heisman runner up too. There you go. Oh, uh, Bo Jackson, though. Bo Jackson. I, I, I want to say Barry Sanders, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's a great question. Gordy Lockbaum? Yeah. No. I, I'm, oh, I'm not sure. Holy Cross. Holy Cross star. It's that era. I don't think it's right, though. Okay. All right. While, you, while Kaminsky Googles that, we're going to jump to another <laughs> big to. game. Saturday, 3.30 p.m. on ABC, one of the biggest, biggest showdowns of the day. Number 19, Purdue, 6-3. Goes to the horseshoe, plays number four, Ohio State, eight and one. Vegas over 62, and the Buckeyes are laying 20 and a half to the do makers. I'm going to actually play Ohio State first half here. Uh, you should probably be able to find them at minus nine, somewhere along the, the lines of there. Hopefully it comes down a little bit, maybe get them at minus eight. Smitty will probably tease it down to minus four for the first half. There's an instant winner, I believe. I'm not going to play this any other way, but I'm going to watch this and I'm going to root for the Doom Makers because I know Kaminsky's got money on it. And hey, who doesn't love to see Ohio State lose? Well, I do. I, you know, it's it's funny. The, the most important unit in this game is actually Purdue's offense. And it's not so much they have to put up points, they just need to actually sustain some drives to keep the defense off the field because Purdue's defense is more than capable of slowing down Ohio State. They might be better than any defense they've faced this year, at least so far. Um, you know, they have Karloftis is a good defensive end. He's clearly going to have some um, success against the offensive tackles. It's like Evan Kitty did from Penn state. Um, you know, it's a good unit and they've played these low kind of dogfight games all year, which is what they will need if they're actually going to compete in, uh, Columbus this weekend. I just, uh, Ohio state just has too much of everything to hold them off forever. Right. They're going to, Bruce going to need some turnovers. They're going to need to be able to convert some turnovers to pull the upset here. I just, I have a feeling the first half Purdue is actually the better play. And I think over the run, the course of it, it'll pull away, but 20 seems like unfair. I think Purdue's a much better football team than a 20 point dog here in Columbus. Yeah. The only thing that scares me a little bit is you have a team that kind of, how should I say this? Maybe played their game last week and beat Michigan state. Do they have enough still in the tank? I, you know, teaser spot, you look at this and you go, man, 20 and a half, 26 and a half. Can Ohio state beat them by 27? Because man, bell, the wide receiver, the quarterback threw 500 and something yards last week for Purdue, Ohio state. I mean, they, have they blown anybody away? I mean, not really. I mean, I, it looked like they were starting to, they played Penn state. And I mean, again, Penn state's defense is extremely good. I'm not trying to say anything about Penn state's defense. I still thought they would, they didn't look great last week at Nebraska. That was a very trap game. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, could you take it down and go, man, this is just one of those games. Purdue's going to run out of gas and Ohio state's going to steamroll them and everything. Or again, you take them up to 26 and a half. That's a lot of points. 
It's a tough one. I, I man, for J Cam, I hope Purdue wins. And I'd love because I love seeing Ohio State lose too. So I I, I don't know. Well, I I I mean I, I'm probably gonna jump on this. I just don't know where I'm jumping on this yet. I don't think they can win because I don't know if certain people in the Big Ten would really appreciate the fact that the Big Ten like has no teams making the playoffs. So um, but I think the 20, I think Purdue at the 20 is a lot of 20. The one thing that concerns me about this game is that the last time these two teams played was the shellacking that Purdue gave them uh, in West Lafayette a couple years ago. And I have a feeling that's going to, that's going to be brought up a lot this week. So it might give some motivation to Buckeyes in a spot where they might be a little sleepy. All right. Two more quick Saturday, three thirty games. Cause uh, just because we have to number one, Georgia nine and zero in the country or I'm sorry, 9-0, number one in the country, goes down to Knoxville, plays the Tennessee Volunteers 5-4, and four. playing well, though. Over under 56, seems a tad bit high with the uh, Georgia uh, defense, and Tennessee's catching 20. I won't play this, but I know a lot of people are looking at the over because they think Tennessee is going to come out guns blazing, firing all over the field maybe put up a, like a 20 spot on these guys early and then have to have Georgia come back. I don't see it. I, I mean, I think Georgia's just that good this year right now. And I hate to admit it because I was not on board. I, I can't touch this, the over. I'd probably look the under again. And hopefully Georgia holds Tennessee to 14 points and just gets out of there with a 30 to 14 kind of win. You know, I did. I, Georgia has been everything you said. I mean, I, I really can't fault any of that, but I, I really want to see them one time get behind and have to come back. Like, it seems like all these teams that have really good seasons, there's one team that always gets to jump on them, and you get to see how great they are because they come storming back and then, you know, end up winning the game. We haven't seen – Georgia hasn't even been tested like that at all. I mean, most of these, most of these teams are, like, basically handing them the football in short fields. Um, I watched – I took Missouri last week, barely covered by the skin of my teeth. But the one thing I noticed was that the mobile quarterback uh, from Missouri, like, first of all, Missouri's approach in that game was terrible. I don't know why they thought that was a scrimmage. It was scrimmage against the number one team in the nation and alternate quarterbacks every down and all that stuff. But the mobile quarterback that they have was actually getting some yards um, and moving the football. The passer was not. Um, Hendon Hooker is a good player for Tennessee. I think this is, you know, this could be the game where Georgia gets tested. I don't know. I'm not going to bet it, but I would take the balls of the points. I just feel like there's going to be one game where Georgia kind of gets put to the test. And I want to see Stetson Bennett win a game because I'm not sure if he can. Well, I got my Georgia shirt on tonight, and I love them. That's my favorite SEC team, not just because they're number one this year. I like this team. But I'm with Jason here. I, I love a teaser. I love, I love Tennessee. You get them at 26. I like their offense. They're very explosive. I think they can catch him maybe in a play or two and maybe get a quick, I mean, that place is going to be rocking early in that game. I think if they can get a quick touchdown or so and just get maybe Georgia a little bit going, what's happening going on right now, a little bit, maybe Stetson Bennett just has to come back a little bit. I love the 26 and a half. I love the teaser. I love Tennessee and a teaser this weekend. Ooh, man. Yep. All right, just because I know we got a fan favorite here. The number 23, Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, 9-0 in the country, have Southern Miss, one of the bottom feeders of Division I football, 1-8, and eight, come down. Just real quick, UTSA is laying 33. Do they cover, yes or no? Yes, actually, I think they will cover. <laughs> you Southern Miss is that bad. It's just, yeah. it's it's been bad for a couple of years and it's not getting any better. But uh, no, I mean that's a big number for the UCSA. It's a run first team. And I can also see them kind of wanting to get guys healthy. That was actually, I mean, they rolled over UTEP last week, but it's getting late in the season. I can see them laying off the gas and Southern Miss covering here, but uh, it's going to be an ugly yardage game. It's UTSA will dominate. I just don't know if they'll cover. Yeah, yeah, I watched that because I had UTEP in a teaser and you guys told me to stay off it. I played it. I mean, I enjoyed watching the game. I thought it was good. I thought UTEP had some good players too. Quarterback has a big arm for UTEP, just was a little inaccurate in that game. Um, I, I agree with what Jason just said there. That's a lot of points. I'd be careful on this. This could be one of those games that they just want to win and maybe not get anybody hurt. But a great, a great team, great, great coach. I mean, it's you talk about young, co- you know, I think he, overall, I think he's not that old of a coach. I might be incorrect on that, but uh, 
you talk about somebody that could land a big job here soon. What he's doing with that program is remarkable. So, I mean, they're, they're a good team. Very good team to watch. I enjoyed, you know, it's fun to watch those kind of games. I enjoyed UTEP too, because UTEP's been just a train wreck. They have mm-hmm. some, they have some tough, they have some tough kids on that uh, team too. So keep an eye on UTEP. That's a program that's starting to trend up a little bit. And, um, but yeah, um, I, I, I'd watch the 33 and a half. That'd be tough. You know, speaking right. of that, though, we can go to UTEP and Minor Nation here as they play at North Texas. That is a huge trap spot for Minor Nation. I love them, but that's a, that was a big game last week to get uh, UTSA and play, and now they're going to North Texas, who's been a little bit feisty lately. I would probably take North Texas in the points on the road. Good stuff. Hey, get it now. It's plus one. Get a little uh, positive money line action on the mean green. All right, Saturday, 4 p.m., We'll, we'll hit this one quick just because it's a bigger game with number seven, Michigan State. Uh, the Maryland Terps going up to face Sparty. Maryland's five and four, face number seven, Michigan State, eight and one, over under 61, and Michigan State's laying 13. I actually think Michigan State gets right here. Uh, Maryland's struggling. Maryland turns the ball over all the time. Smitty mentioned it earlier. Uh, Taglia Viola, whatever it is, throws it all over. I actually think Michigan State covers here, and I think Kenneth Walker is going to get another big, big game here and try to up his Heisman and keep Michigan State in the spotlight. I think they cover the 13. Ooh, I don't know. I, I This is a pass for me because these two teams are basically this, like kindred spirits in this where they show up in weird spots and, and beat somebody they shouldn't have, and this is kind of a perfect spot for Maryland to do that with uh, Michigan State coming off the loss. You know, Michigan State definitely has some regression uh, coming their way. They were kind of lucky the first six games of the year where they had some good breaks, probably shouldn't a lot, shouldn't beat Indiana. Um, so you wonder if it's all going to average out. I, I can't, I can't take the Terps because I've seen too much of them, but I would not be shocked here if they go in and uh, out Sparty, uh, Sparty. Teaser play. I love Michigan State. Love Michigan State here. You know, I think this, this, this is a spot that you look and when you do the, the rankings the other night and everyone now on ESPN and everyone's complaining, well, why is Michigan above Michigan state? Well, you know, Michigan state beat Michigan. Why is Michigan ahead? I don't know. I mean, I, I had Michigan in mind, I think at nine. So, but I think you're going to have a team that's pissed off. And I think Maryland just overall, like we said, just turns the ball over too much defense is garbage. I think Walker has a big game. I kind of like it, Matt, too. And I'm not a big straight guy in playing like straight plays. I kind of like Michigan State, but I love them in a teaser. I think they blow out Maryland. Love yeah, it. I mean, I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. No, we've heard lots of Mel Tucker talk. This is where you're really going to judge Mel Tucker. Like, if you're LSU, this is the game you're watching because you want to see how they bounce back after they had it all in front of them and kind of went to West Lafayette and blew it, right? right? If this team comes back and just rules Maryland, that's a good coach. If they go out and they sleepwalk through this thing or they drop another one, then you got to wonder what you got here because uh, that, that's a mark of a good team is when you bounce back from a really tough loss. So we'll, we'll learn a lot about Michigan State this week. Great point, Jason. All right, let's jump to a little bit later, Saturday, 7 p.m. on the ESPN. The number 11 Texas A&M Aggies, 7-2. Travel down to face the Ole Miss Rebels, number 15 in the country, also 7-2. Over under 56 and a half. Ole Miss is catching two and a half at home. I love me some home dogs, especially some short home dogs that throw a little money on the money line. Typically, if it's under four, they're, they're really letting it go as a pick them, hopefully to persuade you guys to jump one way or the other. I actually need Texas A&M for a season win total. I can't see it here this week. I actually think the Rebels are going to pull it off. I'll probably put a little pizza money on the money line. Ole Miss catching two and a half. You want to double it up? Go for it. Well, this is a tough one because this is kind of two teams going in a little bit of different directions here. Um, you know, Ole Miss beat Liberty last week, but wasn't really impressive. I think Liberty had the ball inside the Ole Miss 40 like eight times and only scored 14 points somehow. Um, and Texas A&M, you hit on earlier, their defense is playing like lights out, probably one of the best in the nation right now. And you look at their yardage totals and like their net – yards per play is like insane the last three weeks so um I, it's tough because zach calls doesn't give me a lot of confidence on the road but i would probably lean aggies here i think the better defense can uh slow down a uh, old miss and i think they can get enough points against a really bad old miss defense 
Yeah, defense has been lights out, you know, the last couple games here. They covered the last four. I really like this A&M team. I like the running backs, combo guys. Quarterback's been okay. I think Ole Miss might be a little bit banged up and just running out of gas a little bit. I like Texas A&M here in this spot. Sweet. All right, moving on. Some more 730 games. Let's, Let's go quick here, though. 25, Arkansas. Six and three goes down to Death Valley to face LSU four and five only because of the big names here. We'll touch it over under 59 LSU catching two and a half at home. Here's another one. Maybe, you know what, you know what I might do just for fun. I might do a little home dog money line parlay coming up this weekend. I might sprinkle a little bit on LSU at home catching two and a half, just chuck it on the money line. Let it ride. Yeah, it's like which LSU team are you going to get? We talked about this off air. Um, Arkansas is solid. Like that's, that's the one thing that's a testament to them is like you know what you're going to get with them every week, whether they have enough to beat a team or not is what it comes down to. But they usually always show up. And LSU, we've seen their highs and their lows here for the last couple of weeks. I mean, that was a really good effort against Alabama. It looks like they had them on the ropes. They beat Florida. And then, you know, Ole Miss, they played a, a good first quarter and then no show the rest of the game. So, um it's, it'll be interesting to see like which LSU team comes out here. I know they play for a trophy and it's a rivalry game, but it's not like a rivalry rivalry game like LSU has with some of the other schools. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would probably lean Razorbacks, but I can totally understand taking LSU here, uh, especially a 730 kick, Death Valley at night. That's a whole different animal than some of the other games. LSU's been playing early because of the uh, bad record so far. Yeah, I mean, I think LSU, this is a good spot for them if they can – like Jason said, what team shows up? Did they did they do everything last week against Alabama? Do they have enough in the in in the tank? I like what Matt said here. I would take a chance. I would probably do the money line and take LSU here. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Arkansas. I, I you got to give them credit. I mean, I, their programs turn the corner. I think they have a they have a good direction here. But could LSU beat them? I, I absolutely. I think so. I think Matt was right on. I would do the money line and I kind of like that. I might play it myself. All right. All right. Let's go to the ACC big game for the ACC for supremacy Saturday, seven 30, number 16, NC state seven and two travels down the face of demon Deacons, number 12 in the country, wake eight and one over under 66 and a half and wake is laying one and a half. First off, I'm going to thank both these universities for cashing a ticket for me on over win totals. Secondly, I'm not going to bet this one. Uh, This is going to be a fun one to watch. On paper, this should stack up to be a shootout. I wouldn't be surprised if this actually gets up near 80. Can't see it, though. I I haven't looked forward ahead to the weather or anything. Maybe something will come into play. But I won't touch it. I think think Wake Forest bounces back, and I actually think if if I had to bet it, I would take them to cover the one and a half. See, I think we talked about this on the uh, preview show about how Wake, we could see them going 7-0 and or 8-0 and and then finishing out with a bunch of losses. They want to stick with that prediction. I think NC State looked pretty good last week against Florida State. Like, they looked like they should on a road game, which they had not all year. Uh, I think they just have a better defense. I think they can put up points against that Wake defense because I think everybody has. I mean, so uh, I just think it's just going to kind of reset here for Wake. We're going to see them come back to earth, and uh, I'll take the Wolf back. And that game was exciting. UNC Wake, man, if you wanted to watch some action, that was the game. You know, he said it. Can Wake's defense stop anybody? You feel bad for their offense, man. They, they score all the time, and their defense just they – can't, they can't tackle anybody. I mean, Army put up how many points against them? 56. 56. Thank you very much. You know, I agree. NC State 6-3 ATS, I think, in the series in this uh, over the last couple of years. Defense has been good. I think this is not as crazy scoring in this, in my opinion. I think it's a tight game. I kind of lean, though. I think, is this is this the game that Wake's going to just rebound and go, okay, is our season over? Like, that's the mindset. you got to look at it. These guys going, okay, we were eighth in the country, and we lost a tough one. Now, we're still, we can still be okay in the ACC. Our national championship hopes are done, which I don't think they were ever there anyway. But it was close like that. Now, do they tailspin? That's the thing. It's tough on these kids. They're 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Do they, does their mindset come back really quick and they bounce back and go, hey, let's finish out the year great. 
I think it's a close game. I like, I'm leaning with Matt. I think Wake gets it. I think it's lower scoring. I don't think it's as crazy as some of the other games. I think it's a tight game. I think Wake does win this game, though. All right, 7.30 Saturday, ABC. Number nine, Notre Dame, eight and one. Sneaky here. Sneaky eight and one, only lost to Cincy. Travels down to face the Virginia Cavs, six and three. Virginia can really score it. Jason loves their quarterback, Armstrong. Over under 64, Virginia's catching five and a half. No play for me. If I were to look anything here, I'd actually look the over, just because the kid from Virginia can sling it around. Notre Dame's defense is kind of banged up. The safety, I believe, is still questionable. He's going to go. And they can score. And they're not afraid to actually – Kelly's actually letting them, let them rip a little bit. I mean, their ground game's still really good. It's going to be a no play for me, but I actually would like to lean the over here of 64. Yeah, no, Notre Dame, two good offensive performances against USC and North Carolina, and then kind of came back to earth a little bit against Navy last week, but their defense kind of covered them. Uh, the biggest question in this game is whether Armstrong, the quarterback you mentioned, he's also really banged up and uh, he's questionable. They think he's going to go, but if he doesn't go, take the five and a half or lay the five and a half of the Irish and run with it because he is, he to me, he's the most valuable player of all these teams because without him, Virginia's nothing this year. Um, so it wouldn't be the worst idea right now just to grab Notre Dame, lay the five and a half with, and hope for the news that Armstrong's not going to play because I think it's still a strong possibility. Um, but I think that's the biggest. Thing. Notre Dame defense, like you said, you know, it's, it's had some hiccups, but it's also been pretty good at times, too. And uh, Virginia, um, their defense is terrible. So I'll, I'll probably lay the five and a half for the Irish, expecting Armstrong not to play. Well, you know what everyone's going to think I'm going to say? Take Notre Dame because I always go against UVA. <laughs> That's what I do. I do that. Well, hey, good job. Just a little shout out, Navy basketball. Good job, Navy basketball. Way to knock off UVA last night. So now coming back to football here, what would I do? Yeah, Williams, the running backs just dominating right now. I love Armstrong too. I think Armstrong is a great quarterback. Wick, wide receivers, a stud. Man, I, you know, if, like Jason said, if Armstrong can't go, good luck because UVA's defense is garbage. I mean, have you seen the trend in the ACC? Most defenses are garbage. Oh, okay. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, easy to kind of see that. Yeah. I like Notre Dame. I like it straight. I like it in a teaser. I like Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's okay in this. I think they're, you know, they're there for a reason. You might like Kelly or not. I'm not a big Kelly fan. I'm not a big Notre Dame fan. I think they'll be okay in this game. Yeah. I mean, isn't the back door open for Notre Dame to sneak into the playoff? Like they're not going to lose any of these games. Their no, they worst should, loss they is be their worst they, loss is Cincinnati, and they beat a bunch of ranked teams because they put decided to put Wisconsin at sixteen. So that looks like a big win now. So, I mean, Notre Dame is like creeping up there, and nobody's saying anything. But you know, if teams lose in front of them, they're not going to lose probably the rest of the year. And they've got the wins like to get in there. So you're going to see the media start campaigning campaigning for them to be the fourth team. Well, and Jason, just because the media, Cincinnati, I think, is the number one team in the country. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how people talk. I mean, so if you lost to them, you should be still kind of high because, I mean, everybody else is saying Cincinnati's the at least top four. Absolutely. So why? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Notre Dame. Hey, in my top ten, I had Notre Dame up there. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, they're good. They're not going to lose again. I'd be shocked if they lose again. All right, stop with the nonsense talk. If Notre Dame's in this Final Four, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm they've out. Got, they've got one loss to Cincinnati. I, like, I they've know. played everybody. Like <laughs> We know what's going to happen, though. They're going to get in. They're going to blow out by 35. Just, what else only the teams deal. are going to get blown out, Matt? It's going to be Georgia, and I still think Alabama's going to be in, in it somehow. Even uh, if they lose to Georgia, I've said it on the show. They lose to Georgia by three. If they win out, they will be in it because it will bring TV ratings, and they're the best team. The rematch. Okay. Uh, uh, don't get me riled up. It's it's getting late. Saturday. It's good for ratings. Good for ratings. <laughs> Saturday, 8 p.m. on Fox. TCU, 4 and 5. Goes down to face the fighting Mike Gundy's. Number 10, Oklahoma State, 8 and 1. Over under 54 and a half. And OK State is laying 13 I think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be a fun game. 
TCU's, TCU's defense should hopefully get back on track. We'll see, though. Oklahoma State actually has a better defense than they do offense, but Spencer Sanders has been playing really, really well. I actually think this is going to be a tight game, though. I would actually look TCU getting the points here. I, uh, it's tough. I mean, that was a big win for them. Obviously, that was a little tribute to Gary Patterson, who basically built that program out of being, I don't know, from the whack. I forget where they were whenever he took over and kind of were lost. And then he got himself in the Big 12 and got the big dollars. Um, and Okie State is pretty good. That was a pretty nice win in Morgantown to go on the road, a place they haven't played really well and just completely shut down a West Virginia team. I mean, it's not a great offense, but doing on the road is impressive. Um, 13's a lot for Oklahoma State. Um, and but the TCU defense is pretty bad. Uh, you know, last week they rolled up a ton of yards to win that game. I'm not sure they can do it again against the second week in a row against a good defense. Um, it's hard to lay 13 with Oklahoma State's offense, though, so I'm going to pass. But I wouldn't be surprised if TCU comes out really flat in this game when it's like the second week of reality here in the uh, post-Patterson era. I think I love it. This is a teaser spot here. This is a great teaser spot. Oklahoma State blows out TCU. They really went after this big win last week against Baylor. I think this is a major just it's done. The coach is gone. We, we won last week. Oklahoma State's defense is really, really good. I think this is a blowout. I think you can take – I like the 13, too. I think Oklahoma State blows out TCU. Teaser, money. Remember I said it. TCU is going to pull a backdoor cover here. Okay, nice. let's go. Late night skin and max plays, two of them. And then we'll wrap it up. Nevada, 7-2, and two, goes to face number 22, San Diego State, 8-1, and one, over under 46. San Diego State is laying three. I'm actually, I might double play this. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the under both, both good defenses, both ho-hum offenses, San Diego state at home, hopefully can lock it down, but I think they're also going to cover the three. Give me the Aztecs minus the three under 46. I can see that. Uh, I just think Nevada with being a passing team, um, San Diego State more geared to stopping the run. I'm going to take uh, Carson Strong. Maybe you can throw the ball through the Aztec defense. I don't think, you know, when your best player is a punter, you can't be too afraid of them. So uh, I'm going to take the Wolfpack here, get to three. I think that they'll win. I think that sets up a pretty big matchup. Or is this the matchup to win uh, this side of the uh, uh, Mountain West? It's probably will be, yes. Yeah, I think about it. I I have really no say in this. I have not right. I mean, Carson Strong's a good quarterback. I know San Diego State offense isn't the greatest. Defense isn't as tough as it has been. I think it's Brady Hoke, correct? Is he the head coach out there? Yeah, the old Michigan guy. Yeah. I mean, doing good things. I mean, eight and one, good for him. I I mean, teaser, teaser spot. I would take, I would take Nevada because I think Nevada can win this game outright. I think it's gonna be a tough game. I could see San Diego State winning, but why not take it up to six more points? Take it to eight and a half and take Nevada plus the eight and a half. Kaminsky, you're probably right. I haven't looked at the schedule going forward. If um whoever loses this game, it will then be tied with Fresno State, probably. And they still might have a shot to knock whoever else off is. Is, is on there although they've played san diego state so i guess if san diego state wins they're in the uh mountain west title game this is definitely the better side of this league so and uh just real quick points against san diego state 74 nevada 126 the two best in the mountain west of this side yeah, all right last game late night skinamax saturday 10 30 washington state coons five and four Going to play the Oregon Ducks, number three in the country, eight and one, highly scrutinized for being in the final four here. Over under 57, and the Ducks are laying 14. I'll be up watching. I'm not going to bet this. I think that Washington State team is feisty. I think the 14 might be just a tad too high, but it's going to be a stay away from me. I'll let you guys hammer it. No, I agree. And, you know, Smitty hit on it before, Pac-12 after dark. This is it. This is the game. This is the one you're going to watch and scratch your head at. Wazoo plus the 14. Oregon sleepwalks after the big game last week against Washington. 
And you look at the stats, you're not going to see an explanation of why Cougars are going to be in this game, except for the fact that something happened. Whenever they got rid of Rolovich, that team clicked because they went down to Arizona State and whooped them. Um, so I think they've had two weeks now to kind of prepare. I think they can be feisty against Oregon. I think you can throw on that team. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take them to two touchdowns. I don't know if they'll win outright, but it'll be a fun late-night game if you can stay up to watch it. Yeah, it's a, probably a stay away for me. I'm probably not going to do anything except if there's nothing on Cinemax. So I would probably take in a teaser Washington State up and go with you guys. Crazy things happen. I'm not – I think Oregon's an okay team. I, I just think – I don't know. I Get, get ready for Utah. Because it's coming. Good luck in Utah. That's all I have to say. That's a great point. That's a nice look ahead spot for the Ducks. So you got the Cougs coming in there. You know what that right. means. You know what that means. Washington State. Can I just <laughs> throw this out? I saw this, Matt, really quick. I know yeah, we're on time, but bet stats today on Twitter. First half ATS teams. These are kind of surprising, especially this number one. Texas eight and one. ATS first half. How about the second half? <laughs> oh, and nine. Yeah, probably, probably oh and nine. I mean, I'm just going off. Keishan's probably doing three shots and forgets what he's supposed to do. Oh, oh is that wrong? Oh, I'm so sorry. Hey, guess who's number two? Number two, and maybe this is wrong too. Michigan seven one and one. I can believe that. Georgia hey. seven and one. And I do like Sarkeesian, so that was a that was a bad shot by me. I apologize. I apologize on air. Georgia seven and one, UVA seven and one, Purdue Jason's team seven one and two from Bet Stats on Twitter today. All right, so one quick one quick tidbit before you got I let you guys wrap it up. An FYI that seems to be gaining some traction. Luke Fickle is starting to gain steam as the new USC head coach. And reportedly, I, I this is just rumors, but I've heard it a few times now when I was teetering around down some rabbit holes, and uh, there, maybe there's more to it. I guess if they lose a game and are basically taken out of the BCS or whatever it's called now, the Final Four, I don't even know, the f- football championship, rumors is if USC offers him the job, he might bolt. And then uh, since the program's going to be, I don't know, back in limbo, but Interesting, uh, some interesting rumors I've heard. Since he always lands on their feet, they have this thing figured out. Uh, and I mean, they've lost Antonio, they've lost Brian Kelly, they lost Tommy Tuberville, though that was an upgrade. Um, they lost Luke Fickle. Yeah, I mean, it, like they're built for that. They understand where they're at in the food chain right now. Now, when they go to the Big 12, they might change their expectations, but they probably have a list of guys already lined up that they're eyeballing to, to kind of fill in. Like they, some other programs have struggled with this. But I think Cincinnati probably adapted as well as anyone to just bringing in that next guy and playing well. Now, it hasn't worked so well on the basketball side, but from the football side, I mean, they've kept that thing going now for almost like 20 years where they've been really competitive um, and finding different coaches. So, I mean, since he just doesn't have the budget USC does, you can't really blame uh, a guy for doing that and taking that job. That's a destination job. And I and I believe the, the AD is the former Cincinnati AD, correct? Out there yes. at USC? Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. You know, again, you know, we got into it. I mean, me, Jason, Q were going back and forth. Q loves him. I think he's okay. I don't think he's, he's a game changer. I think he's okay. Cause here's, and then I'm done. He's had his team in position to to go somewhere. What have they done? What have they done for the last three weeks? Not prepared. And you want to argue and say that, it doesn't matter. These people, I mean, I'm sorry. These people on TV right now saying they should be, they're crying. They should be in the, the final four because they're undefeated. I mean, come on, people. They beat Tulane. Tulane was down to their third quarterback. They have the worst, one of the worst defenses in the country. They could barely beat them. And then you're saying Oklahoma shouldn't be up there. Oklahoma's undefeated. You're complaining about Michigan. You're talking about Michigan State. Complain about them. Come on. They play better teams. Cincinnati should be seven or eight or nine. Shouldn't even be close. Let him go there. I think he'll be okay. He's not a game changer to me. If he does something great, I'll, I'll come on air and say I was wrong because I'm usually right. So moving on. Somebody that rant made me want to think about you talking about practice. Talking about practice. Talking about- I, I got good rants, man. I mean, I'm just sorry. I just, I can't, I can't, I don't see it. I mean, I'm sorry. Tulsa. 
Tulsa, if that guy dove head first, that game could be tied. Tulsa's garbage. Navy's garbage. Well, looks, like garbage. Not, looks like you're not getting any apparel from the Golden Hurricane. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's Hurricane, not Hurricanes. You got it. Got it. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, yeah. just, I don't. I just don't. I don't see it. I mean, again, good. Good for him. I. I mean, again, do I think he's a whore? No, I don't. I think he's an okay coach. I think there's a lot of okay coaches. I don't think he's a game changer though. Matt. Matt Campbell's not a game changer. Everybody thought he was. He's not a game changer either. Is Matt Campbell a better coach than Dan Campbell? Too soon to tell. Okay. Just checking. Hey, 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 when Dan Campbell competes against the Steelers on Sunday. uh, You know what, though? That's a safety with the Lions. It happened last time. Everyone's on the Lions at the nine. You know what happens when everyone's on the public dog? They get get smoked. Tune in. Tune in for Saturday morning when we break down the NFL. We'll see what happens. All right, boys. Talking about smoke, let's smoke all right out of here. Smoke out, two, roll out. Two more gimmies. I could take Rice with the points against Bailey Zapp in Western Kentucky. Rice actually has a decent passing defense, and take Troy plus six and a half and money line against Louisiana Raging Cajuns. They've been dodging bullets again. Um, Troy's got a good run D. That'll shut down the the Cajuns there. So that those are my two, you know, G five take upsets. Take and run with them. Yeah, UCLA, Colorado, look for the points. UCLA can't stop anybody. I think they score a lot in that. And I was I was a little different, man. I think UTEP's going to bounce back a little bit against uh, North Texas. Keep an eye on that. And uh, South Carolina, Missouri, minus one in that. I think that's a letdown spot. I think Missouri beats South Carolina at home. I can see that. All right. You heard it here. Winners, probably some losers, a lot of fun. Check us out. Notebook wagering. We're going to hit you guys up next week with probably a guest or two, hopefully. And also tune into our NFL show coming out probably in the next two days. Been a good one. Bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.